Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to Short Tales. For today's episode, I am very pleased to be joined by my friend and the producer and company director of Pirate Size Productions, Bryony McLaughlin. Welcome, Bry. Thank you, Damo. Pleasure to be here. Look, thanks so much for joining today. I, I always love chatting with you. I always love our catch-ups anyway. Uh, and what would improve them other than sticking two big mics between the two of us? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, as I said, uh, you work as the, as the director and producer of, of Pirate Size, which pretty much brings us straight to our topic. So, Bry, what are we discussing today? Today, we are talking about the role of producer in story. Yes. And getting projects made, I suppose. Yeah, which I think is a great one. You know, when we're talking about what subjects we want to talk about, I was kind of presented this one because I think a lot of people know of producers. They've heard the term producers. They see it in credits and all that sort of stuff. Uh, probably don't really have any kind of clue what they do. <laughs> Absolutely. The yeah. most common question I get is, what does a producer do? Or, yeah. What do you do? And while I get that question so often and think about it a lot, I'm yeah. still not great at answering it. <laughs> Giving you an answer. Um, it is just so varied and complex and my answer is often a rambling right. <laughs> half hour answer well good because uh, well, you know we could feel <laughs> so that story. might be the podcast yeah, perfect yeah. um but no look hopefully we'll pin down that what mm. that is but before we kind of get into all that i want to actually just talk a bit about you <laughs> okay so yeah we've been mates for a while but like i kind of really know your i guess your history with story like what sort of early days, what was it that sort of really made you interested in in TV or film or just story in general? Yeah, um, it goes back right to my childhood. I was always into story and film and Mm. making little videos with my friends, you know, with my dad's clunky old uh, recorder. And thinking back, I think I was often producing the group even back then. Interesting, yeah. Without knowing it at the time, obviously, but was always organizing everyone and making the project happen. So I always had this love of story and and film. Mm. I didn't necessarily think, or you didn't think at all, that it could be a career at that point. It was just a real interest. And my dad loved movies and we'd watch all the classics. And then I went through school, went to uni, Mm. didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I did a commerce degree at Melbourne Uni, just sort of thinking this will be a generally useful, yeah, yeah. I did the same, but like a general science degree, which was a bad idea because science (laughs) is not a good industry to go into. Commerce is great. I I I always had this idea. I wanted to run my own business. Yeah, I didn't know 
what in. So I did commerce degree, major in business. Mm -hmm. And it was, I think, the last semester of my degree when I was really starting to panic about yeah. what I was oh, going to do it's terrifying. with my life. Yeah. Uh, such, you know, big decisions at that age. Mm. And I had this kind of almost cliche light bulb moment where mm. I was, I don't know exactly how this came about. I can't quite remember, but mm. I remember just making that connection of combining my love of story with my sort of business skills and my yeah, sort of yeah. desire to have a business and thinking, hang on this sort of producing role that I've heard about, but maybe <laughs> don't quite know what it is. The whole malarkey. Uh, that's, yeah. uh, it feels like it could be the perfect mix yeah. of both my interests and, and skills. And mm. So, yeah, sort of from there I went to VCA. I did a postgrad um, yeah, degree nice. there in the producing course. Yeah. And that was great and left there and went into Werner Film Productions, mm -hmm. a Melbourne production company, worked closely with Joanna Werner there who... Yeah, it was a terrific to work with, mm. a great mentor, and was there for around five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and brilliant. The, yeah, the story goes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get into mm. that in, at the other end of it later. But um, one, my first question is mm. those those short films you made. Mm. Do you think they still exist somewhere? They most definitely do. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> uh, yes, on a. I think I have some here at home. My, my parents <laughs> live in Tasmania and I'm sure there's a hard drive somewhere with some... I love that. I'm sure somewhat excruciating, but I'm sure also quite cute. We, there are some where we're quite young. And, yeah. And quite cute little videos. <laughs> a, a whole range of things from stories we wrote, sort of, you know, a, there was a horror story in there somewhere. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. My friend and I went through a stage of doing little spoofs of... Mm advertisements like mm -hmm. maybelline <laughs> type right. we did a lot of news sort of skit yeah okay things there was news i remember the wet a lot of weather reports <laughs> <laughs> kids uh, love weather yeah, reports right? they're crazy oh uh, gosh <laughs> yeah so uh, uh, a range of, yeah you know, that's great range of it's so funny like so many people in in film and tv that is so many of them like yeah when i was a kid we would film this right stuff. yeah i never did my parents never really had like a good camera sure. so that definitely played a part yeah. but i don't think i even really thought about it once the tech sort of came in yeah. a bit more i always loved tv i was always like obsessed with just watching too much of it sure. but never had really thought about doing it yeah until obviously much later in my life when i'm like oh mate okay i really like I this thing so. yeah. yeah yeah i i was talking about this with one of the friends i used to do it with mm. and I think a big part of that was I grew up in the country and right. weekends, you're kind of stuck. <laughs> you know, you can't just walk down the road and yeah. down into town. So often friends would come around or I'd, I'd go around to my friend's place and you need something to do. You need mm. a project for the weekend or the day. Yeah. And so we always just got really creative. And, and I think a part of that was creating these little shows. And, yeah, brilliant. Um, we all had fairly arty parents. It was quite a, a creative community. And yeah, that definitely helped. That was really encouraged. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We had patient parents who would sit down and watch us do all our plays and shows. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of got that um, from more from my dad. Like even just like I, I, I sort of migrated, Jenny started more with, with drawing. Mm. I drew a lot of stuff and like yeah, cool. and that eventually led to me doing like my own webcomic for a while. Um, which dad did. He used to draw like Charlie Brown Peanuts characters. Uh, and I remember great. him showing me his book. So literally I just started drawing Charlie Brown yeah, Peanuts characters great. and then sort of branched out from there to drawing like other like Garfield and other sort sure. of comic strips. Mm. And then from there to like I would draw Marvel characters and that 
sort of mm. stuff. Never trace. That was very important to me. I remember that being a big deal. <laughs> um, but we draw them a bunch. Where my mum is a big reader, but not mm-hmm. necessarily super creative herself. Sure. Happy, happy to imbue other people's creativity. Mm. But same sort of thing. Yeah, I guess it was, there was enough of it there for me to go, oh, okay, well, I'll try my hand. Like, that seems like a fun thing to do. Sure, yeah. Just, you know, um, yeah. I don't know how else other kids kill the time. That was the way I did right. it. Right, <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and do you, was there any, like, do you remember any big influences early on that, like, sort of got you making, thinking, well, I want to do what they're doing? Was there anything that jumps out at you? Uh, that's a good question. I grew up with my dad who loved all the classics, you know, mm-hmm. old movies, as I would call them. <laughs> uh, so, you remember, like, did you like those old movies the first time? Like, I'm sure he made yeah. made sound strong. I'm sure he encouraged <laughs> he you did to watch make. them. Okay, dude. Okay, good. <laughs> it was like, this is what we're watching Let's tonight. call it what it is, yeah. Uh, some old black and white movie. Yeah. I think there was resistance at first. It's like, right. watching a black and white movie, how boring. Yeah. As soon as... I sat down in front of any of these movies mm. because they were all, you know, the classics and the good ones. Mm. That I, I would always get drawn in. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, despite, you know. <laughs> yeah, the reluctance. Yeah, yeah I, I always was really captivated. Uh, and then as well as all the, those old classics, you know, mm. watch all the, the new movies and shows coming out. Yeah, and yeah. love going to the movies with my friends. Mm. And so it felt like quite a broad education in terms of what was around yeah, at the time. yeah. And I don't think there was a specific, you know, uh, film or director or anything that really hooked me in. I think I just really enjoyed consuming it and was really curious about the world and how these were made and especially having dabbled in that uh, in a very small way yeah yeah sort I think of really important, yeah really curious of, yeah it takes sort of like i don't know the the gloss off of it a bit to be like well anyone can do this. right there's yeah. obviously varying degrees of professionalism but totally. technically, well, yeah. i think for some people outside of that that industry they just view it as completely untouchable sure not for yeah. them for yeah. the special people or whatever yeah this sort of magical world where yeah things happen, yeah but seeing the yeah having a hand in in the behind the scenes and the thrill of playing a finished product and yeah i mean to your parents that was the audience or all <laughs> yeah, your friends course, at the time yeah. that was really exciting and mm. i yeah i i just love that whole process yeah yeah and is that do you find even today that's still like one of the things you love about your job is is sort of Working on a thing, obviously, for a lot longer, I assume. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, you know, getting close to that finished product or the, the various finished product steps you have along the way and sort of yeah. you still kind of get that feeling. Yes. The finished product is definitely a wonderful mm. thing. It's a one. It's wonderful to share with your friends and family and, and a, a wider audience. I think more and more I'm coming to enjoy the process mm. a lot more and find the journey of that whole process really important to enjoy because I'm the more I get into this industry I'm finding that you learn most shows don't finish yes (laughs) most shows don't have a final product uh in terms of just that's just the stats of all all the shows you 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 know you try to make yeah most don't happen so you have to keep that in mind and still enjoy the process yeah yeah still Uh, be proud of the work yeah and all that sort of stuff exactly and we work with such great people and we have such a great time doing it Mm. and that is really important i think if you're in this purely for the final product 
I think it would just get a bit too hard and yeah. demoralizing because there's a lot of things that just, you know, projects that just fall over, for, not necessarily for the creative reasons, but... Yeah, it can just happen. Yeah. yeah, there's like even in um, the... Obviously, I teach at RMIT, screenwriting, mm. and the second semester subject I teach is right, an episode of television. Mm. Um, and one of, the, one of the classes that we start off with where we basically just... There's this great video, I can't remember her name, where... She's talking about, hey, here's the seven easy steps to get your TV show made. And it's very tongue in cheek because it's actually like step one has like 14 things uh-huh. and step two. And she's basically really like, you know, showing just how difficult it is to get uh-huh. a TV show yeah. made in a very fun, glib way. And kind of at any every point, she's like, but it might all fall over at this point too. <laughs> totally. But let's say you get past that and then you get into right. the next thing. Oh, and then it might fall over Absolutely. again. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's a new executive and they don't actually like it anymore. So Absolutely. There are so later. many hurdles yeah. to pass. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting better at celebrating those small hurdles yeah. <laughs> when you yeah, do pass Yeah, I think it. you have to, obviously. Because yeah. uh, you might not ever get to the end. Mm. And like you said, you've done great work to that point. For sure, uh, yeah. It's, it's not for nothing. And you never know where that work might go. A show might fall over, but it might open another door or yeah. a character in that show might inspire another show right for example. yes which definitely happens that does happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and even like i don't know no, no work is wasted i think this is true for for any creative work in mm, that well, one you've absolutely. learned something yeah so straight away there's value there exactly. um but also like you say you might take a character use it elsewhere mm. or five years from now someone might be like oh we're kind of looking for this kind of a thing you're like oh actually sure. we've got something that's it yeah. the show's not gone it's mm. not like off your slate we we shelve a lot of shows which mm. Exactly, five years down the track, maybe relevant again, or yeah, yeah that's mm. very true. Mm. So let's get into the producing side of things. Yes. So I guess let's answer our original question. So what does a producer do? What is your rambling half hour answer? <laughs> oh gosh, oh, yeah, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh boy. Um, okay, good question. I guess if I could sum it up in a short sentence, beautiful. Because I, you know, I try to have this quick, snappy answer yeah. when I'm at an event or something, mm-hmm. and people ask. Now, I'm not going to be able to think of a short sentence, but <laughs> it's making it happen, I suppose, yeah. In, yeah. A, in a very broad sense. Mm. The producer is generally on board the project yeah. the longest out of everyone mm. from the very inception of the idea all the way to a decade down the track playing residuals to cast. Right. Still, once yeah. it's been shown on, on TV for, you know, three rounds or, or repeats um, mm-hmm. and everything in between. So the producer is on board from either like within a company of, of the project being created in-house or yeah. you're optioning a project or working with an external writer mm-hmm. and then just making it happen. Happen. Hiring people, financing, pitching, yeah. organizing, scripting, writers' rooms, and then on to production and yeah. hiring crew and scheduling and budgeting and overseeing the production right. into post and editing yeah. and I, I suppose general project management yeah, kind that's of a nice role. Way to and wrapped up in that is a lot of leadership kind of roles mm-hmm. and managing teams yep. and managing creatives, right. which can be a interesting <laughs> uh, challenge sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Especially early on, getting the right teams together. Right. Uh, even so early on in, in writers' rooms, getting mm. a, a writing team that really click. Yeah, and, real cohesive. Yeah. And dealing with networks and broadcasters right. and, and making sure all the parties are happy 
happy. So, yes, quite varied. And then yeah. after it's made, getting it to market and right. um, selling it internationally yeah. in different territories. Which already, like, it's it's so clear why it's hard to <laughs> it's really, describe. Yeah. Like, what right. do you do? Well, you, there's not just, you don't have one job to no. do. You've got yeah. thousands, literally That's thousands it, yeah. of jobs across the course of a, of a TV show going to air. And then, like you say, any well, afterwards as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, where, like, yeah, for me as the writer, I'm like, great, job done. It's, it's a one-word answer almost. Yeah. Yes, and I think what can complicate it is different producers do take on kind of different roles. Mm. There are producers who are a lot more creative or there are producers who just kind of handle financy side right. a bit more. So it can vary a little. And that's you do sometimes see credits and there might be a number of producers. Yeah, there. I think this is where some of the confusion comes from. And yeah. then executive producers and associate right, producers and line right. producers and there's a lot of different types yes which we i won't make you explain (laughs) every single one that's fine (laughs) um but yeah like i guess to sort of to sum it up is like your producer is very much in charge of organizing an aspect or many aspects of the production and distribution of a tv show Mm. sort of maybe an easy way to say it which which kind of brings me to a point that i was really wanting i actually kind of got weirdly excited about Mm -hmm. to talk to you which is like the organization of story (laughs) okay stories actually require a shit ton of just organizing stuff Mm. Whether it's TV or even like just even I think even for a writer, they a writer needs to be organized. Obviously, like there's the the sort of idyllic version of like this writer who wakes up at two p.m. Right. You know, has a bowl of bourbon by the side of the bed, totally. and just, the muse hits, and they're off and <laughs> yeah. writing. Where at least from my experience, that's definitely not. Yeah. The case you've got deadlines, you've got you know various things you need to hit, yeah. and the more organised you are, the better you're going to be as a storyteller. Ultimately, sure. mm. um, but definitely for the world of TV that you live in, it would die without good organisation. Literally, like I, I can't imagine mm. the the various sort of like I kind of picture you as the spider at the centre of the web. You know, <laughs> like there's so many different things going on. Arguably, the spider at the centre of many webs. <laughs> like, right? Really, yeah. it's not just the singular. Yeah, and I think when you are yeah in a production company we do have a lot of projects going on so there is a lot to manage over different Mm. webs (laughs) yeah Mm. so on the organizational side of things that's clearly a strength of yours would you say yes uh yes i think anyone who knows me will attest to my organizational skills and i think more importantly i really enjoy it yeah Uh, yeah uh, and, you know, back to what I was saying earlier, when I was producing the little videos we would make as kids, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've always been a, into organizing and, yeah. and enjoyed it. And I think that's a big part of being able to produce is organizing that side of things. Yeah, and, yeah for sure. You know, I know not everyone loves it. And I, I think that's what I, I love about the people I work with. Mm. We each look at the other person and what they do and think, oh, God, I would hate to be doing that. <laughs> but we each love what we that do. That shows how you, you know you're in the right yeah, role in exactly. that situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sorry, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, you did, you did. So, uh, basically, yeah, you've been literally organized since you were a wee bub, <laughs> yeah. organizing your, your right. friends yeah. to make these things, uh-huh. um, which I kind of love. I think that's uh, – and I think, yeah, why would you be in this job if you didn't love that side of For it? For sure. And I actually think I'm maybe a little bit different from some writers where I also like – being organized. Yes, I love yeah. it. I've, I've sort of 
trialed a number of different to-do lists and like if I hear about a new one I definitely want to get my uh, fingers into it wonderful I feel like that's a whole other podcast we, chat yes. we have to yeah, have we should and we will uh for sure like yeah I could talk about Trello boards all day long oh oh my goodness yes okay any any my my partner Jordan will sometimes start to talk about his you know to-do list or how he organizes things yeah. and I'm like oh get very excited so then what are the sides of sort of being a producer that you felt you weren't just your natural skill set that you sort of had to really develop or you know what are those sorts of areas yeah I think perhaps the networking sort of pitching side is a very necessary side and while you know I don't mind it and it's not even you know not that it's as a strong skill set it's just Mm. I don't like love it and it feels like a bit more of a chore and Mm. something that I have to do and sort of the yeah, the harder part of it for me and mm. um, doesn't come perhaps quite so naturally. You know, being a introvert, I would say, the, yeah. the whole networking side is quite tiring. And for sure, yeah. Going to markets, not that we've done that since mm. the pandemic, but uh, those are quite exhausting yeah, and drainers, a lot of work. Yeah. But, yeah, very worthwhile and necessary mm. part of the job. Do you have any, like, I'm guessing... Like I think film and TV is such an interesting one for in terms of introverts and extroverts because mm. I think it actually draws both for mm. diff- very different reasons. True. So I would very much class myself as an introvert as well, and, and mm. kind of feel the same way. The pitching side of of being a writer is oof, yeah, yeah. And like I've got some mates who are they're more extroverted, and like sure. one in particular who will like. I'll be sort of saying, oh, yeah, I've got this idea. It's kind of like this. And then he'll pitch it back at me better, <laughs> better. than what I'm like, yes. Oh, my God. Can you just yes. come pitch for me? Yeah, totally. Um, so sort of, is there any sort of side of it that you've – any sort of tips or tricks or just anything that sort of helped you along the way? Yeah. I think it just comes back to the project and really believing in the project. I think yeah, you can, yeah. it's really hard to pitch a project if you don't love it yourself and right. if you don't – really believe that it can go somewhere. Yeah. I think even when we were starting out super early on at, at Pirate Size, we would be pitching these projects and we were such we were so green and new on the scene and right. kind of like nobodies at these markets. But we really believed in these projects. Mm-hmm. And I think that passion did show through. And I think we sounded a lot more experienced and bigger than we were. Yeah, and okay, people yeah. were, were really willing to listen and, and take, you know, take it further with us because we were, yeah, I think we just really believed in the projects. And Mm. We had grand goals and, and visions of where it could go. Yeah, perhaps this sort of yeah, you don't want to oversell yourself, but sure. having this confidence of where you can go mm. and big dreams. I think I know yeah. that all sounds a bit wishy washy, but no, no, I think that's it. Though. Yeah, like, I think if you, especially again for an introvert coming into this industry, that's such a daunting mm. phase of it. And again, for the subject I teach, we, we purposely one of the assessments is based around them pitching an episode yeah, idea. Sure. And a lot of them don't like doing it. A lot of them sure. just don't like doing it or, or they're kind of, they're just, you know, not great to begin with yeah. um, because they've never really had to do it before, sure. you know, even if they've been writing for years or whatever. But it's like you say, it's such a necessary one. Mm. But I do think, you know, by basically, I actually really love the, the advice of, you know, believe in the project. If, if you're passionate about it, well, 
just basically let that passion show. Mm. Like don't don't For try sure. to sort of go. Well, it's kind of be be all intellectual about it. Like yeah, the yeah. more excited you can get for your project, the more excited other yeah. people will be. And like, I think being uh, this word is thrown around a lot, but mm. authentic and mm. not not doing a pitch like you think it should be done. I feel right. like the you know you might go on YouTube and look at videos of how to pitch. Yeah, there's or, so much advice out yeah, there. Yeah, and and follow this thing of what you think it's meant to look like, right. whereas if you just go in and have a conversation yes. um, and yeah. talk like yourself as a normal person, <laughs> yeah. which can be hard to do. <laughs> right, um, sure. But you, it is something you do most days. Yeah, so hopefully no, totally. you can bring it to the table that day. It's, and, it can, and those early pitching sessions are really daunting, with, mm. especially if you're with a big network or a, oh, you know, yeah. a big just executive. Like the, the power dynamic feels so yeah, different. Absolutely. Yeah. Which, and it can feel strange to go in and, and just, normally like yourself yeah, so yeah but i would say that's what people love they they love to see authentic creators with unique stories that they believe in Hell and yeah, yeah. i think the other great advice or um tips we've had has actually come from pitching in a u.s market mm. weirdly enough i think it's a very australian thing to not talk yourself down but right. <laughs> not really talk yourself up definitely and definitely, yeah. we've uh, early on we would be in a few pitches at say kids screen in the states and you know the americans are very yeah <laughs> positive and optimistic so, yes uh, yeah. yeah great pitches and we would be pitching and they would almost you know not quite ask this outright but you got the sense that they were like why are you talking down your show so much? Because, you know, as an Australian, you're like, you pitch this idea. It's like, oh, it's not quite finished or it's, it's, it needs a bit more work. Yeah. And, but you pitch it. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're just yeah. like, just sell us the show. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what do you love about this show? Right, right. So we got better at leaving aside those caveats and just yeah, really yeah. pitching the positives. And yeah. we can deal with the stuff that needs working on later. Right. Pitch what you see is great about the show. Yeah, And yeah. don't worry about those negative aspects just yet. Right. Like why it, it's it's such a funny thing because it is such, like you say, part of our culture. Mm. I was a part of British culture. I was even listening to a podcast where it was like two British TV writers and they were talking about the same thing working with Americans. Right. Where they might be like, oh, yeah, like I can do it. I'm sure there's about a million people that are better than me, but whatever. And then, like, oh, there's someone better? Okay, I'll go get them. Like, they're me, like <laughs> sure. I'll take you at face value, sort yeah. of thing. And obviously, yeah, the TV the TV industry has become a very much a global industry. Mm. So in Australia, you can get away with that stuff because we, we can read through the lines. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, you're you're just doing the tall poppy thing. Good for you. If anything, we, we expect yes. it. Yeah, we you do. You come in with arrogance and like, this is the best thing. You guys are going to be wowed yeah. by it. You we're going to be like, him. all right, catch ya. Uh, you yeah. Know, where, yeah, obviously in the States, that's less wanted. They just want you to give them the good totally. stuff. Totally. Yeah. They, they want you to sell it. They yeah. want the, that pitch, which mm. is a, a good lesson. And like you say, it's finding that balance, you know, bring arrogance into the meeting but yeah so yeah but i think yeah like the the idea of passion over arrogance mm, like for sure. yes you're getting exuberant about it but of yeah. course you should like yeah yeah, yeah you guys been chipping away at and yeah hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Um, well, since we're sort of on the topic of the, the global market, so I know that obviously you guys have worked a lot with various countries. Mm. Um, how do you find that part of it? Is that been, how's that been on your journey? Yeah, really great. It's been really interesting working with different countries and, yeah. you know, like we were alluding to the different cultural aspects. Mm. We have a co-production at the moment with a company in the UK and one in uh, the States and yeah. sort of those differences are interesting, but mm. it's been really great. It's been interesting during the pandemic uh yeah, yeah how it's almost made that process easier in a way right it's, it's equalized the playing yeah field. It's just like, it, well, it even really if you're having has. a writer's room in anywhere that's it's it. gonna be over the over zoom yeah. exactly and and it's sort of i think people are a lot more willing as well to so we already had those co-productions in place going into it but yeah going into new pitchings and with networks there seem to be a lot more willing to take a, a zoom pitch right. than in the past because they're more comfortable and i suppose everyone has realized just what you can do yeah uh, yeah we're like just a few years ago they would have been like yeah great come to our office and you're like oh exactly. your office is a 20 hour <laughs> exactly. flight away from yeah. me yeah which uh and we would make the trip every so often and, yeah. and combine all our pitches into one but it is a lot easier now mm. as you say it's leveled the playing field and you just yeah access to a lot more creatives the industry here is very small mm. and it's great but there's only so far you can go i suppose for sure we have yeah diversified out into other countries yeah and, brilliant mm. that's great and then obviously you've also got to be willing to to have meetings quite late at night <laughs> Thank, <laughs> yes. thanks to the time difference. yes yeah. all, all the times of day it's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah all these really different time zones toes. but hey that's only loves organizing <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's great. true it's true <laughs> yeah all those different time zones that's that's a good task to organize for sure yeah um well let's jump just quickly back to sort of the idea when you did your you went to vca and you did yes this, yeah so i guess my uh, what's my question i think i'm trying to think for like people who might be listening to this and thinking oh geez that's sounding like me maybe i want to be a producer sure. right mm. So, like, how did you find the idea of what you thought a producer was going into that course and then sort of, I guess, learning about it and then now doing it? Like, sure. what sort of, what's your view? How's it changed? What do you think? Yeah, of that thing? yeah I think uh, the course at VCA was great. There was a little bit of theory. A lot of what I did there, I think it's changed slightly since I was there, but a lot yeah. of what I did was you team up with a director from the directing stream and uh-huh. make a little short film together. I think at that level, looking back, really what I was doing more production management, right? which uh, I'm sure a lot of people are like, eh, what's what, that what mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. um, it's, 
not as big in scope as producing, I right, suppose, right. because they are short films and quite contained in, yeah. in a way. But it was a good learning curve just in terms of how to actually make a film and yeah. organize people and get teams together and, and hire people. And mm. I think so from there, I, I went into full time work at Werner Film Productions mm. and got to watch Joe Werner, who I mentioned earlier, mm. produce shows like Dance Academy and, and yeah, she's gone on to do some huge shows. And that was an amazing learning experience mm-hmm. and I think over the years I just soaked it all up yeah, uh, yeah. as that kind of learning where in the day you don't necessarily end the day and think oh I learned this and this but mm. looking back over five years I look back to the start and, and even at VCA you know when you think you're such a big <laughs> hot shot yeah, yeah. short film producer and I think oh god I literally need nothing right uh, and I'm sure I'll think of that about myself now but yeah. that's the beauty yeah. of it yeah so that was that was great and then I think though the biggest learning curve for me in terms of producing has mm-hmm. been starting Pirate Size Productions, yeah. this company, and just doing it. <laughs> um, right, right. You're very much thrown in the deep end for sure. and I still mostly feel like a fraud. <laughs> like I have no idea what I'm doing. Right. Which I'm, I think is a very common feeling. The classic but... <laughs> imposter syndrome. Classic. Like, this is the thing with the, especially any kind of person in the creative industries. I feel like we're all wearing it. It's just <laughs> hidden so. behind our mask. Totally, you know? totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I think I you know, get away with it most of the time. Yeah. But um, I've learned a load. I think in terms of what I used to think of it uh, as, as now, I went into it knowing the whole aspect of it's about organizing organizing and project managing and and it is all that still and Mm. i i think i'm have learned more and more that it is so much about people and Mm. Mm -hmm. getting the right people together and relationships and you know i was talking about networking before networking in a really long-term sense Mm. um a lot of the best opportunities we've had have come from relationships that have been built over years not yeah. just like a one-off networking event yeah yeah, yeah. Um, where you like cornered somebody yeah like, you've got exactly, this great idea exactly <laughs> yeah it's more this relationship which you're keeping going because you like them but also it could be an opportunity at some point yep. not now and then a few years down the track they think of you for something right. or there's this opening or it's easy to get a meeting because you know this person yeah. it's long-term relationships yeah a, a huge part of my job is just managing people I think, yeah i love way. that because i don't yeah. i don't think that even i had sort of thought about it in that context right. but obviously like you and i know each other because yet yeah, we've done some work together and mm. of course that's how we know each other yeah, <laughs> you right. know like yeah you've sure. been very personable yeah. and we've gotten along and all the rest yeah. um but of course you're doing that daily with so many different groups of yeah. people like we kind of talked about all those different spider webs you manage right <laughs> yeah. right and and sort of i think at the start of all this i thought oh i i i thought there must be an immediate end goal in some in a relationship yep. with someone whereas now i'm realizing and much more open to just mm. relationships for the sake of good relationships knowing that it might not be today or tomorrow yeah. that it necessarily leads to anything it could be years down the track or or not, and it's just a nice relationship. Yeah, uh, exactly. And I, 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 that's definitely a lesson I've learned as well. Like, you know, the idea of networking is, again, for an introvert, mm. a nightmare. <laughs> You're totally. like, oh, I've got to put on a song and dance uh, show. Like, yeah, like, no. And it's just, and again, I think this is a real area where a lot of people have the wrong idea where you've explained it perfectly it's literally just it's again just being yourself yeah not looking to like you said tick a box achieve something get something Mm. like that's such a obviously if someone's 
can sense that from you. They're going to be repulsed by it totally. a little bit because, yeah. okay, you're trying to get something from me. Like, yeah, and everyone feeling. can tell. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. And, like, um, I've definitely been at some events where you can see people, like, literally work in the room. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what you're like, oh, uh, my so gosh, it's painful to watch. <laughs> yeah. Where I, yeah, for me, definitely that's what I've learned with networking is like, I'll just talk to them like a person. Oh, I can do that, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's you, quite simple when you say it like that. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. And again, it. I think it's even like that authenticity you talked about earlier for, for pitching. I think it's the same for networking, where it's like, ideally, not going to work with someone who's not a good fit for you for sure. anyway. If mm. they want to make, you know, uh, a teen romantic drama and you're more into sci fi, like, for sure, yeah. Well, um, there's a very there's probably some crossover somewhere, okay, but, yeah, but most of the projects you guys are going to be interested in, actually. So like you know, trying to force yourself to fit their ideal yeah. of a great show is is kind of foolish. Yeah, and even on a, a just relatable sense, mm. projects are so long term. The, right. the projects that where we do mm. that you just really want to get along as well. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's where it's really important to just be yourself because if you are being someone else or putting right. on this, you know. Dancing. Playing a part, yeah, playing it, the producer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just that's very hard to continue over years and years. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you really want to build relationships that you're happy to continue for years and that you where you can have trust and yeah. confidence in the other party. And yes, so mm. being yourself is important. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it, 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 there again with my students and whatnot, so many of them think about networking as that other version. Sure. And I mm. definitely try to preach them. No, 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 no. no please yeah. don't ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually touched on something else that I think is interesting for your role, which is the length, these length of time these projects yeah. take. Like yeah. I think most people aren't aware how long it takes <laughs> to get a TV. Like you said, first of all, it might never get to air. Right. But if it does, it's taken years, years of behind the scenes yeah. uh, from people just like you. So like how do you how have you found that sort of side of it with like sort of again it sort of really brings into the juggling thing because that usually means well because it does take so long you've got a few different projects in the works yeah for sure um yeah have you sort of found that side of the yeah world? it's definitely one of the things that i've learned that mm. it does take i knew going into it that projects take a long time but right it's nothing like just waiting for it to really yeah get well, home, I think, like again I, I mean time. i don't know about other project like i like the idea of thinking of it in terms of a project manager mm. i think that's a really nice yeah. connection to draw but usually for for i've got my brother-in-law's a project manager and for him it's seems like well there's always sort of the next step we can be working towards or there's this side of it that we Mm. can be doing where like you kind of just said occasionally it's no we're waiting sometimes it's just a lot of waiting and i think maybe the first year or two of the company we were a little impatient because we didn't want to wait and we were just so eager and enthusiastic and there's a yeah a particular project where we were just super just pumped for it to <laughs> be out there and we had made a you know some progress and but we were just waiting and it was yeah, uh, yeah. and we had this we had a really explicit chat about uh resetting expectations and interesting yeah getting comfortable with the fact that that's a part of the process yeah and that's okay and that's yeah part of the journey sure. um and so like you said what is necessary is mm. having quite a number of projects on our slate in varying degrees mm-hmm of development and production and you know the ideal is to uh we're not quite there yet but to essentially be in constant production so you have one project in production or a number uh how big you want to be uh you have uh some projects in development some in post Mm. so there's this sort of 
continual cycle. So you're never essentially just waiting, twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. There's always a project to be really pushing and yeah. active on. And then perhaps at the moment, you know, we've got a few smaller projects on the side that mm. move a lot more quickly, uh, which is nice and satisfying in its own way. Yeah. You know, a few months and it's kind of turned around. Mm, it's mm. quite amazing. It is, yeah. So yeah, it's been a, a good learning curve and comes back to that what I was saying at the start of just getting comfortable with the process and yeah. uh, enjoying every stage if you can. Yeah, yeah. Well, then another sort of side of it, which I guess kind of ties into that, is is like obviously once you do a few projects, they're all varying stages. Like we've talked about, there's so much a producer does in terms of getting a, a story all the way across to screen. Like does it ever daunt you that your to-do list is arguably – endless <laughs> like there's, there's like always well i could always go off and do sure. XYZ. Yeah. yeah no it, it is endless and there is always more you could be doing mm. and i imagine for a lot of people running your own business maybe in in any sense or and being a creative in any sense i'm sure for you as a writer yeah. you have to be good at knowing when to stop yeah um, for sure even just yeah at the end of the day knowing when to stop or on weekends you have to make those choices i mean i often work a bit on the weekends but mm. i've sort of made that active choice at the moment and and it must be a bit different it's your business yeah, yeah yeah it i it is i would not want to work on the weekends for someone else <laughs> yeah, um yeah. I'm happy at the moment to be doing that because it's my business and I care very deeply. Yeah. But like you say, the, the list is endless. And I think a big part of managing that is prioritizing. And yeah. what do you really want to be doing now? What do you really need to be pushing? Yeah, Is there stuff with certain deadlines? Are people waiting on us? You know, we spend a lot of time waiting on people. Right. We don't ever want to be, you know, we don't ever want people waiting on us so that we're not stopping that uh, process. Yeah, nice one. Um, and I agree. I think yeah for the, the writing side well of course you could always start writing something else right and if you finish yeah. the other thing yeah you know, it's never yeah. ending yeah um and definitely i think again creative industries across the board is always like well there's more i could be doing there's but always more yeah and especially early days where all the work is you know arguably going somewhat unpaid for uh, sure and then you're like well i could yeah. do it but i'm not getting paid to do any of it. yeah 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 cool all right let's jump back to story just to sort of finish this off so uh, obviously, you started in in Werner with with these kids shows, and mm. now uh, Pirate Size mostly works uh, in kids TV. Yeah. Uh, what sort of is it about kids TV that you enjoy working in? I love the audience. Mm. I think they're a lot smarter than a lot of people think. Couldn't uh, agree more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love the feedback you can get from a, a young audience, mm. and they really get stuff. You yeah. don't have to be super obvious with kids. Like, they're yeah. smart. They, yeah. they, they get the subtle stuff. You know, granted that different, you know, preschool audience will, sure. you know, get a little bit less. But, yeah. yeah, I love the audience. I love just how impactful kids' TV can be. Mm. And, mm. Uh, you know, we all had those shows growing up that stick with us and yeah. had a big impact. And it can shape the kids' views of the world and, and yeah, yeah. what they see as normal or what is acceptable. And yeah. so I think it can be really powerful and then it's just really fun. Yeah. You get to do a lot of fun stuff with <laughs> kids. Like, <laughs> you get to yeah, be silly. Yeah. You know, the amount of comments or the amount of feedback notes I've given about farts or, you know, <laughs> we need more fart jokes in this area. Yeah. It's very fun. And yeah. I like that part of the industry, it seems. There's just a lot of lovely people. And, you know, I think within the broader industry there is too. But mm. I think when you're getting together to create 
really fun projects. Yes. A certain amount of fun just comes with that. It's just natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly right. I, I agree. It just sort of bleeds into it because, yeah, we're, we're all here to make something yeah. fun. So, of course, I, and even sometimes in writer's room, sometimes like the, the room of people all having a chat about a particular topic, whether it's a far, whether <laughs> yeah. it's like, how high can they jump? Can right. they jump out of that tree or whatever it might be? Um, yeah. And you just sort of sometimes you get that moment of like, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> like these professional <laughs> yeah. people are all Definitely. having this chat and like getting into it as well. And very seriously as yes. well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How really serious can we get in. about farts? <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I've, there was uh, what type of? I think it was a. Um, it was a unicorn fart. I don't know. Mm. There was a, a number of emails <laughs> going back and forth of just like nailing the sound of this specific fart. <laughs> I, yeah, silly stuff like that that you do get quite serious about because this yeah. stuff, you know, matters. Yeah. It matters to get it right. And yeah, uh, yeah. no, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And, I agree, yeah. and I think even like like you're saying, it really does does have an impact. Um, where, you know, there are people today, myself included, who still remember, like, happily will talk about the kid shows they loved as a kid. Right. Still yeah. watch kid shows yeah. today with yeah. got Adventure Time mugs in front yeah. of us. <laughs> um, and because I think, yeah, that's the other thing about kid shows is that, well, yes, there's a primary audience. There's a fairly big secondary audience, Absolutely. depending on what kind of show you're yeah. making. But I think, again, the ones that are fun to make for adults, even if they're a bit silly and childish, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you don't like silly totally. and childish. And I think um, the very recent great example is Bluey, which I'm sure everyone yeah, has heard yeah. of by now. But parents just love that Adore show. It. Yeah, yes, and I yeah. and I think parents are learning just as much as kids are from that Couldn't show. Agree more. And yeah. it's really been interesting to see. And you know, we talk to networks now, and mm. they everyone's talking about that secondary audience yeah. and how important it is to cater to that audience because, yeah, it has a big impact for them as well. Yeah, and again, like, obviously for us who are, are that audience, mm. so it just means it's even if we're not going, all right, let's just really dumb this down, let's make it totally. two-dimensional, yeah. let's make no subtext, yeah, you know. No. Obviously no, that's boring to, to make. That. Yeah. yeah. And like you say, not even the kids. Yeah. They are so much more exactly. switched on. Like, they I, really I teach are. kids as well and... Sometimes the stuff they know, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't didn't think you were that clued into the world. <laughs> right. Also kind of scary that you're that <laughs> clued into the I world. Know. Yeah, yeah totally. all right. Uh, my last question for you then is what sort of stories are you drawn to? Like what, what story kind of really gets you like, oh, mm. yeah, I want to be involved with this? Good question. I think I love stories with a mix of whimsy and fun but mm-hmm. real heart and almost not sadness but something with a real sort of challenge to it or yeah. an emotional challenge yeah, yeah. Uh, that if you didn't have the light and the and the fun to it could be a bit heavy on its own right. but i think you can have a lot of fun with kids tv and that sort of yeah. mix i mean with any audience really but yeah. mixing that sort of that strange and that beautiful as yeah, at the same time yeah. yeah and i think the projects that i love on our slate the most have that really nice mix mm. i agree i think yeah most of the shows i, I have to agree 100 to be honest because most of the shows i'm drawn to yeah they've got silly funny mm. like sometimes just the dumbest thing but you're like that's right. great i'm so happy they put that in there and then it can easily turn on a dime to be quite serious. For sure. And I think the two inform each other. Like mm. the seriousness is made more serious by the by the fact we just saw something funny. The funnier is made yeah, funny by the fact true. that serious stuff was like, again, it is just real life. It but is. obviously yeah. you can be like at a funeral and someone does something funny and it's still funny. Yeah, just it is. And, it, and like you say, it's almost funnier because you are. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember like uh, I was raised very Catholic right. uh, and not so much these days, <laughs> but 
Jono and I, my twin brother and I, would have to get separated regularly whenever we went to church. <laughs> Mostly yeah. just for just looking at each other yeah, and sure. breaking into fits of yeah. giggles. Like, not even pulling a face. It would just be the thing where just you're like, oh, I think he's looking at me. And it was just hilarious. And, like, it, and it's all about the context of where you are that makes yeah, it so funny. Yes. If you were just at home or in a, or if you were at a park and you did right. that, it wouldn't be so funny. I no, guess. but yeah. you know this is meant to be serious. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I agree. I think shows that I think it's actually harder to achieve in in a show than it seems. It feels yeah. like oh, that should be pretty organic, but actually, yeah, sure, maybe yeah. not. But yeah, the yeah. shows that really do it, or the stories that have it almost inbuilt in there, you can kind of yeah play in both yeah, realms. Absolutely. I agree. I think they're mm. gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful, Brian. This has been truly illuminating and awesome. It's been a joy as um, always. Dana. Yeah, thanks so much. All right. Well, if people want to check you out, check out what you've been up to. Where should they go? Check out. Um, check out. Pirate Size Productions, we are on social media, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, I believe. Yeah. The wonderful Alyssa runs all of that. Uh, <laughs> she is terrific. Yeah. And yeah, we've got some really exciting projects in the work, which I can't say too much about at this point, but yeah. they are progressing well and yes. should hopefully be on screen within... Some years. Hard to say. Yeah, it's so hard. Like as we said, it takes ages. It takes a long time. But yeah, definitely, hopefully, some some good big stuff coming yes. from Parasite. So yeah, definitely keep an eye on them. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much. And as for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Midday Pajamas, or feel free to send me an email at shorttails.podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Short Tales, and I've been Damien Rob. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.